everyone, and welcome to Life After the Military, a show completely focused on strengthening the mental fitness of veterans and their families, helping them transition from military to civilian life, and helping them overcome adversity. Our show is powered by Pivotal Moments. Go check them out at pivotalmoments.org to learn more. My name is Lee Elias, and I'm joined as always by my good friend and co-host, Howie Cohen. We are privileged today to have Sergeant Jeremy Mulder with us. Jeremy joined the Army in August of 2006 and became a combat medic. Jeremy has deployed to Afghanistan multiple times and treated a combination of American soldiers and Afghans who were severely wounded. He treated over 150 wounded in action with only one loss of life. In 2013, Jeremy was stationed at Fort Benning, Georgia, where he became a section sergeant. There, he oversaw all training and combat preparation for the medics in his platoon. He was medically retired from the Army on January 21st, 2015. In December of 2020, Jeremy and his good friend, Drew Lane, established USA Flagworks, a small business in Fort Mitchell, Alabama, where Jeremy lives with his wife, Madeline, and 14-year-old son, Jacob. Jeremy handcrafts personalized wooden American flags for homes and businesses. If you're watching this episode, you can see one right behind me and one behind Jeremy. I probably have this on every episode we do, Jeremy. Above all, Jeremy is a proud veteran, husband, and father, and we are happy to have him on the show today. Jeremy, welcome to Life After the Military. Hey, thank you, man. Thank you for having me. No, look, I always say this, the pleasure is all ours. I learn every time I watch the show. And when you share your stories and you come on the show, uh, the benefit is just so valued by everyone that listens. So the first question I have for you, Jeremy, is you served in the U.S. Army for eight years as a combat medic, as we said. Tell us about your military service, how it shaped you, the experiences, and what it brought to your life. Uh, so everything everything I did in the military uh, kind of made me who I am today. I mean, I was always kind of a helpful person growing up. I always liked to help people and stuff. But then as, when I became a medic and kind of found my, I guess, one of my callings, and my other calling is doing the woodwork being behind me and behind you. But the medical, the medical aspect of things is where I excelled the best. I mean, I was able to help many, many people, be able to send a whole bunch of guys home, save their lives and stuff, you know, to where, their families weren't going through the loss of a loved one or anything like that. Um, kind of gave me a better outlook of life as well. Seeing the, I guess, I, I guess you could say the the dark side of everything, seeing people at their worst, at their lowest, you know, and kind of giving me perspective of, Hey, you know, I'm lucky I made it out of here with all my limbs and stuff and seeing everybody, how much they struggled doing during recovery and stuff. It's kind of like, well, made me take life for, not for granted, but gave me a better perspective on life, I guess you could say. Yeah, so, for sure. So Jer- Sorry about that. Yeah, so Jeremy, it, it's uh, uh, it's fascinating to me um, that you chose to be a medic. It, it sounded sound to me like from what you just described, that's kind of your nature anyway. Just you're, you're a very innately caring person, um, want to help people, want to give back, which makes perfect sense that you would go into the med- medical corps or the medical service corps and, and, and help folks in combat. I think it's, I, you know, the, the statistic that Lee talked about, I think is, is incredibly admirable that, that you had, you had an impact on, on over 150 lives um, in combat. And, and I just want to personally say, thank you. Um, I'm sure other people have said this to you, but I, I mean, sincerely, especially, you know, knowing what um, what veterans go through now with the, with multiple deployments in a, in a very challenging environment, um, it, it's tough enough to take care of yourself in that kind of environment. But to have to to be willing to take care of others, 
um, is is a is a, a really significant challenge. And the fact that you were willing to do that in combat for that many people, uh, I, I just want to say thank you for everything you did. I, I really mean that. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, so, so Jeremy, as as we uh, as we move on, uh, what I'm kind of interested in is, and, and and we know that you were medically retired from the military. So, what, what and, and we've just recently spoke to to another veteran who who was medically retired, um, which brings a whole different kind of challenge to the transition process. Um, so, what I'd be I'd love for you, whatever you're if you're willing to talk about, you know, how how going through the experience of, of going through that, that medical retirement process, uh, um, what advice can you give to other servicemen and women who may be going through a sim similar situation? What did you learn from, from that process that maybe if you had been uh, a little bit more aware of how to prepare for it, you might've done something differently or better? Um, you know, because it's a different kind of a transition for you. No, uh, absolutely. Because you didn't have as much time. You know, a lot of people, when they decide to get out, whether it's retirement or whatever, they, they kind of have made up their mind, I'm going to get out. And now I can now I can afford myself the time to mentally and physically prepare for that. When you're going through a situation like you did, you don't, you're not afforded the same kind of time to do that. So I'd love for you, as, as you're comfortable, just sharing what 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 you went through, what went well, what did not go well, what would you do differently? What advice can you pass on to folks who may be dealing with something similar to, to your situation? Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so when I when I initially first found out I was going to get medically discharged, I actually had a packet in to go OCS. Everything was signed off on. Wow. Everything was good to go. And uh, our brigade at the time at, at Fort Benning, we were doing the uh, kind of like a QRF thing, like the 82nd did. Right. Uh, and we were doing TBI testing and all this other stuff. And it, I got done with my TBI testing, and the guy came up to me and goes, "Hey, you need to go talk to the people at the TBI clinic." I said, "Okay." You know, did my did my testing with them. Came back there, come to find out that I had a bunch of memory issues and spots on my brains and stuff they were worried about. And within I think a week. It was kind of like, oh, hey, you're getting out, and you'll be out in 90 days. Are you kidding me? Nope. Oh, it I... was, it was, hey, okay, here's this, 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 and this. Like, you know, you've got PTSD, you got this, you got that. You know, they listed off everything, and they're like, hey, it's about a 90-day process, and you'll be out. Like, they're like, the VA is working real quick because it was during the whole downsize thing. So I didn't really get an option or anything so it was kind of like my wife and i were jumping through hoops trying to figure out what do we do now right you know i mean because the the plan was to do 20 20 plus years you know and become an officer and all that stuff and you know wherever the cards fell that's how they fell you know with the military stuff and then it was like oh hey nope well that plan got cut real short real fast um i started my med board process in july no august august i started my med board process in november i was on terminal leave holy cow so so this really speaks to my own ignorance of the process i had no idea something like that would, would go on i mean when you think about it um you know here's a here's a young man who has given so much of of his, himself 
in combat to, to help others and and has now dealing with a, a situation which many of us deal with. And, and I'm, I'm not even talking about people who wore the uniform. I mean, PTS is something that I think to some degree we all deal with. It's just the question of is how, you know how, what's what's the uh, what's what's the depth of it, right? And, and, exactly. and the situation you're in, and and we all have, but I think we all to some degree deal with some level of stress. Um, certainly not the same as as stress in a combat situation. I would never try to equate that. I guess my point though is I think we all have challenges, right? And then oh, I 100 agree. Yeah, and and uh, what's astounding to me is that here's someone who has volunteered to go into the military, has volunteered to help others in combat to help save their lives. Now has his own challenges, and now we're and and based on post traumatic stress, and now we're going to add more stress to that individual and his family by saying you're out of the army in less than 90 days. I mean that is. I will tell you, I, I cannot freaking believe that. To, to yeah, no, I mean, it, it was a, it was a shock to me because everything I knew, because I had guys that had gone through the med board process before, and it took them upwards of like a year. Yeah. To get out, they started their med board process, and about a year later, you know, it was like, oh, okay, now they're finally, you know, getting all their stuff done. They're getting out of the army. You know, when my when my pebble looked at me, it was like, that'd be about ninety days. The rate they're going, I'm like, oh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my wife and I sat down and we're like, okay, well now what do we do? You know, where, where is the, cause we didn't know what my rating with the army was going to be. We didn't know what my rating with the VA was going to be. Right. I mean, you get it. I mean, you get it before you get out, but initially when it was told to us, it was a shock. It was like, okay, well now what do we do about medical insurance? What do we do about, you know, paychecks? What do we do about this? What do we do about that? How are we going to afford the house? How are we going to keep the car? How are we going to do this? I mean, because at the time it was, you know, I know a lot of guys, when they get out, they'll start saving up, saving up, saving up, you know, when they make that decision, if, especially if they're a lifer, you know, two, three years out, they start saving up money to be able to put a down payment on a house or, right. you know, to make sure they've got extra money to do this and that, you know, I mean, and it was dropped in our lap and it was like, oh, okay, well, now we've got to really scramble and kind of figure everything out. I mean, luckily, everything played out well and, you know, we didn't struggle. I mean, we... The moment my retirement date hit, I got retirement, well, I guess you could say retirement from the Army, uh, until my VA benefits kicked in. I got 70% of my base pay initially for, actually it was only about a month. And we had saved up enough to where it covered everything else. And, you know, we still had extra and then the VA pay started and then we were good to go from there. So it was like, okay, well, we got lucky, but I know guys that, I mean, they got out and it took the VA like six, seven months to pay them because of whatever reason, but they didn't get medical retirement like I did. You know, so they, they struggled way more than most of myself and my wife ever did. So, so, so let's kind of talk through that a little bit. Okay. Um, you know, t walk us through what, what you got, what you did and how you were able to get yourself through that. Cause I, I'll tell you, that's, that's a, to me is a, a fascinating story in and of itself. Um, how someone could, 
um, respond to that kind of that kind of news and and that kind of change of life. You talk about a transition. I mean, that is uh, it is stunning to me that 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 the military put you through that. Um, but how did how, what did you do and how did you get through it, Jeremy? Tell talk to us about that. Honestly, the biggest thing that helped me get through it was my wife. Uh, I mean, Madeline was she she is a very detail oriented. And she can plan things out and kind of go, okay, hey, you know, if this happens, then, you know, we do X, Y, Z. Or if this happens, we do A, B, C. You know, she's got different options for everything. She kind of looks at everything way clearer than I ever have. I mean, I, you know, at that moment, it was like, oh, wow, okay, my career in the Army is done. Now what do I do? I'm 27 years old. Now what do I do? Hmm. You know, and... She was like, hey, look, you know, don't don't stress about it. We'll make it work. We'll get through it. Because, you know, she stayed home with my son because when we were up in Fort Lewis, the cost of daycare up there, I mean, if she would have had a job, that's all she would have been working for was to pay for daycare. So it was like, okay, well, you know, I prefer, you know, you help raise our son instead of some random person, you know. And so we get down here. And cost of living was completely different. So it was easier to set aside more money, you know, and she had already set aside money that I didn't know about. And because we, we bought our house down here and she started setting aside money to where, you know, if something were to happen to the house, we had the money to be able to fix it. Or if something happened to the car, we had the extra money to be able to do that as well. If it happened at the same time or whatever, you know, so she had already kind of planned ahead with the saving money and stuff. And so it actually kind of worked out perfect to where they were like, Hey, you know, you've got X amount of days, you know, with the VA and they're going to be done with it with it within like 90 days and you'll be on terminal leave. So when we sat down and looked at everything, she was like, okay, look, you know, like I said, you know, if we, if this happens or if it takes this long to, for the VA to pay us, we've got this over here, we've got this here, you know, and then, we also had the benefit of my father-in-law living with us. And he even said, he was like, Hey, look, you know, he goes, I've got no bills. He goes, you got, I mean, we took care of him because of his health. And he was like, look, he goes, if, if need be, you know, if it takes forever for the VA to pay you or whatever, he goes, then I can help out. You know, luckily we didn't have to do that. Right. But there was also, there was a, there was a fallback plan, you know, and some of the family, some of the family as well, they're like, well, look, if, you know, you need help, let us know and we'll we'll get it to where everything's good to go. So I mean it was I, I guess the, it was more of a, a planning thing for us. Um and like I said, my, my wife was my biggest supporter in everything and she was, you know, kept me calm to where I didn't freak out or anything or do anything stupid. I mean, I know guys that you know, they find out they're getting med boarded and they think it's the end of the world. And then now some of them are either homeless or drug addicts or, you know, whatever. And they, you know, they turn their, they turn something that it's not the end of the world, but they make it into the end of the world, if that makes sense. No, it, it makes perfect sense. And, and listen, I, I understand um, a lot of, uh, a lot of men and women are going through that, right? Um, and it's one of the things that, that, that really is a, a kind of an, a passionate thing for me is how, how can we do a better job as uh, with the military medical system, military leadership, how can we do a better job to help folks 
in those kinds of situations so that we're not driving, you know, whether it's, whether it's traumatic brain injury, PTS, um, maybe they sustain some form of, of wounds um, in addition. So they're dealing now with significant amounts of pain. Um, because one of the, one of my biggest concerns right now is, you know, we 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 the way we treat folks medically, um, you know, we we give them these these drugs that ends up turning them into 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 an addiction, and, and I know we're trying to help them with the pain, but it turns into something very significant that now adds to more challenges for, for these men and women to overcome. So I completely understand what you're talking about. So, so just so I understand, again, this is, I'm just kind of, kind of lay out my own ignorance here because I'm not very well schooled in this, uh, not having ever gone through this or haven't had a, a soldier, uh, you know, that I uh, uh, led going through this. Um, so when, when you went through this process, Jeremy, I mean, how supportive was the VA? And I'm not talking about just in terms of funding, right? I mean, did they at least provide some other kind of counseling opportunities or access to programs to kind of help you and your family, you know, deal with this? Or were you pretty much, were you guys pretty much on your own? Uh, I mean, honestly, we're, we're pretty much on our own. I mean, there were some services, but trying to get appointments to them at the time was impossible. I mean, when I, when I was going and getting out, I went to VA appointments, the initial like, oh, hey, welcome to the VA and, or the, the rating appointments and stuff. And it was take my name, take my number, you know, get my address and stuff, talk to them for five seconds and was out the door. You know, I mean, when I, when I initially got out and I had my first TBI appointment with the VA, I talked to the doc and he looked at me all weird and was like, those are real eyes. And I'm like, yeah, they're my real eyes, man. Like I can see with both of them. And he goes, Oh, so you don't have a penetrating head trauma. And I was like, no, no. I feel like I would remember if something went through my head. And then, you know, we went, I had, his, had my appointment with him and went and saw the nurse. She gave me an iPad, had me download like four apps and was like, all right, see you later. Good luck. And I was like, so there's no other anything for the TBI clinic. She goes, nope, that's about all we're going to do for you. Hmm. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, as far as counseling services, like financial counseling or anything like that, kind of, I don't, I personally don't recall hearing of anything like that through the VA or anything like that. I mean, I went through the ACAP process with the Army. Right. You know, and that they did the whole job fair thing and talking about financial services and talking about if you got retired of, you know, you would have this benefit and this benefit, you know, I mean, but VA wise, it was pretty much nothing. It was like, oh, hey, yeah, you'll, you'll have these appointments, you'll have these appointments, and then you'll kind of go from there down the medical route with the VA, which, I mean, since I've gotten out, it's really been nothing to help. And um, so, so tell me, tell me what your, so your, your wife kind of helped you plan how to get, you know, kind of help you plan to get through this. Um, um, she, I will tell you, she sounds like an exceptional woman, because I will tell you, um, my wife doesn't save any money, 
and spends money that I save. So, you know, I, 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 oh, I, no. I, I love your wife tremendously, right? But, you know, the fact that she was saving money and, and, and was smart enough to, 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 to help, you know, to be able to help you to get through this. Um, and from a, from a pay point of view, so do you, are you pretty much getting what you would have gotten on, on active duty or how did, uh, how did actually I make, make a little bit more than what I made on active duty. Okay. So once, once that process kicked in, that kind of helped you from a financial point of view then. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so I've got the VA I get, cause I'm, I'm hundred percent permanent in total. And then I also get, um, the CRSC pay from the army, the combat related special compensation. And then there's another one for guys who retire. Uh, but the CRSC side of it is for guys who get medically retired. So anything, when you're going through the med board process, anything that the army deems as combat related injuries. So the problems I've got with my shoulders, my back, my knees and stuff, they're all like, okay, well, yeah, that that's attributed to being in combat situations and stuff. The army gives you, I guess it's almost like a, cause I don't get retirement from the army anymore. So I guess it's their way of saying, Hey, sorry, we broke you kind of thing. Yeah. You know I mean, it, it's based off of, well, from what I remember, it's based off of your time in service, your highest rank you were, and then whatever the percentage the army gave you as well. So they kind of do their weird math like the VA does and figure out how much they're going to give you a month. So, so listen, I know this is a, and I don't mean to, I'm not trying to, to stump you here, but um, so look now, you know, looking back on all this, right. What what advice would you give to, to, to men and women who are going through this process right now? If, if you could talk to them and say, hey, here's here's what you need to be thinking about. Here's what um, I recommend you start planning for. What what advice would you give them right now? Uh, right now, I would probably tell them to prepare the best they could financially. You know, I mean, set aside as much as possible because. I know still to this day, there's guys that get out and it takes them four to six months for the VA to pay them, you know, and kind of prepare financially the best they possibly could. Um, and if they, if they don't have a support system, get a support system, you know, or, or try to find somebody that could be a support system for them. Because I know, I mean, my wife was my, my biggest support system, but I know when I was getting out and when I, when I got out, I turned to drinking real heavily. Yeah. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't happy with how things went or how things ended and stuff like that, you know? And I mean, luckily again, my wife, I, I say my wife, Madeline, you know, helped me. I mean, cause she did, she's helped me through everything. You know I mean? She pulled me out of that, pulled me out of that funk. I put myself into, you know, and got me back to, I guess you could say being normal or whatever. Um, but I mean, that's probably the two biggest things is make sure, you know, you can, you prepare financially, have a support system, well, have a support system, and then also make sure everything is documented correctly. When you go to your VA appointments and stuff, make sure they have all the documents that, you know, you know, that's in your medical file. So yeah. if you, if you've got PTSD, make sure everything that you've ever went to and talked to a counselor about, make sure they have all that. If you have, you know, shoulder problems, knee problems, hip problems, whatever, make sure everything is with the VA because then 
That way you don't have to go back and try to fight for an increase in percentage if, you know, say they didn't rate your shoulders because they didn't have any medical history on it. Right. But you've had, say you've had two surgeries on it and they're like, well, we don't have any medical history. No, well, I've had two surgeries. No, here you go. Make sure you give them everything you have. Yeah. So you're bringing up some really excellent points that I want to just reinforce for our audience, number one, and, and having gone through the, the retirement process with the military, that is somewhat similar. Uh, but what I would what I would tell everybody in uniform now is, you know, whether you're retiring, whether you're getting out, is do exactly what Jeremy just recommended, and that is document everything before you take that uniform off, before you are you know, out of, you know, off active duty service or National Guard service or reserve service, make sure that everything that is an issue for you, um, it could have been simply a sprained ankle during, during a run. I don't care what it was. Um, obviously, there are things more significant that Jeremy and many of you are dealing with, but make sure it's documented. That's the number one thing, because if it is documented in your medical history, then you have an opportunity to get properly compensated for it uh, by the military and by the VA system once, once you're off active duty. The second is, let's talk about the support system. Now, Jeremy was extremely fortunate to have an exceptional wife and, and family that was there for him to help him through this, right? Um, there are also veteran services, veteran service organizations out there that I think do an excellent job in helping you prepare your VA packet to go through the compensation uh, process. Um, there are incredible veteran service organizations, and then do it at no cost to 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 the individual, okay? Which is important, okay? Because many times, and, and, and whether you're going through a situation like Jeremy went through, or if you're just retiring or getting out under, under let's just say, normal circumstances, it, it can be confusing, it can be frustrating, it can be challenging. So knowing that you have someone that can kind of help take you through that process is, 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 is part of that support system that Jeremy's talking about. There are also a number of organizations, and we had a you know, we had we've interviewed uh, with with uh, several of them that help you find jobs. Okay, and uh, and we'll continue to present them to you as as we find them, vet them, and uh, the ones who we feel are doing it right will uh, will will present them to you. Um, there are a number of organizations that help you through some of the challenges, um, you know, the emotional and, and mental challenges that you may be going through, again, at no cost to the individual. So if you don't feel like you're getting the proper care from the VA system or the military medical system, um, there are veteran service organizations out there that are very focused on helping people through these kinds of challenges at no cost to the individual. I wanna keep making that point at no cost to the individual. And it's one of my mandates as the director of the Charlie Mike channel to find them, to vet them and present them to you as best I can. And, uh, and as I do that, I will make sure that, that we, uh, we include those on, uh, on the Charlie Mike website. So you have a resource to go to, to see who we think are the ones who are doing it right and could be helpful in that support system or being that support system that Jerry, Jeremy just described. Hey, listen, I, I, I know this, is, and I don't mean to make you relive this, Jeremy, I, you know. Uh, oh, yeah, no, 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 you're good. I yeah. mean, I, if I can help somebody, you know, give them insight on making the transition easier. I mean, 
Well, that's your nature, I will man. I gladly, mean, I, gladly yeah. do that. I mean, I've helped a lot of my my buddies that live around me transition. You know, doing either whether it be retirement, you know, and I don't really know the retirement process of it, but I help them get through the VA process of everything. Right. You know, and then I've had plenty of guys around here that have medically retired and stuff, and they've come knock on my door like, hey, can we sit down and talk? Like, I don't know what any of this means. Yeah. Yeah, there. My table, my, my table, my house is always open. Like, you want to sit down and talk? Let's sit down and talk. Well, because my wife, I mean, my wife, she can explain it to everybody, too. She was there step by step with me. Yeah. You know, so that way, if a wife, one of our if one of our friends' wives came to her and said, well, what do we do now? You know, and she could be like, oh, well, look, this is what we did. You know, I mean, she she's always one to educate herself on everything, and she educated herself on the entire process, and she's done the exact same thing. She sat down with wives and said, hey, look, no, don't worry about it. Like, this is normal. This is what we went through. You know, calm down. It's, it's going to be okay. Well, listen, you, you, the both of you are exceptional people, and uh, and I really appreciate your spending the time with us today, and, and I know this will be helpful, and I think there's a ton of other information that I will, uh, I will work with you to glean to, uh, again, make, make, uh, make available on our website in one form or fashion or another, so folks have a resource to go to if, if that would be helpful to them. So, so with that, hey, Lee, let me uh, let, let's let's kind of change the, the change the topic just a bit because I think it's a phenomenal, and I absolutely love what's hanging behind you, Jeremy, and I love what's hanging behind uh, Lee, and uh, and it and and I'm just I'm just trying to figure out which one of those I'm going to have myself. So, um, well, but yeah. I, let, 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 let's let's talk let's let's talk about uh, the, the business you started. Uh, I, I I would love to hear more about that. So so Lee, I'll, I'll turn the turn the floor back over to you. Yeah, Jeremy, I you know, appreciate you being so open and vulnerable with your story. And uh, we can get to more of probably the fun part of the story now. Um, I, I will say this, while while Howie's on the air, Jeremy, you and I need to talk after the show about getting Howie one of these, because I'm going to make sure I buy one and get it sent to his house. And the reason why is this. Um, I'll tell a little story here. Um, so I was uh, at my house one day, and I had a call from uh, another company, not mine. And they said, oddly enough, hey, we have a package for Lee here. We have no idea why, right? So anyway, we got it forwarded. It got sent here. And I'm like, I, don't, I didn't order anything. I have no idea what this is, right? Um, and I got to the house and I opened it. And for, again, for those of you watching, you can see it. For those of you listening, this USA Flags Works flag with my company, I won't say the name because it's not, I'm not trying to sponsor the show here. Our logo is in, 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 in it. It's a, it's a flag. Anyone that knows me, Jeremy, really closely knows this. Now, and, and again, um, in my office, I am surrounded by really two things, pictures of my family, look at them, my family and my friends, and then military stuff. So I have several flags here. I have several, uh, I'll just say military things that I can't talk about in this room. Um, and when this flag came in, I said, I'm going to put that behind me so it's on every single podcast and meeting and thing that I do. That, that's how much it meant to me. And then, you know, I, the other thing that happened was like, well, where did this come from? Like, who, who got this? <laughs> Your business partner, Drew Lane, who's a good friend of mine, an unbelievable human yep. like yourself, just sent it to me for no reason. Um, there was no reason. I didn't win anything, I didn't do anything, just, just to do it because we have that kind of friendship. That meant more to me than I think almost any other gift I ever got. And then obviously I was introduced to you. There was a letter with it from you. Um, and over the course of a few weeks, I reached out to you uh, and I said, hey, man, I got to tell you. Uh, I'm, I'm blown away by this thing. Uh, you know, I do this podcast with Howie. I want to have you on. Um, I want to help spread your story. But uh, I, I just want to tell that story because this is this one of my most favorite things in the world. 
right? Um, and, and, well, and again, you, I, I appreciate it. I'm glad it is. I mean, it was yeah. everyone, everyone we've made, it's his, I mean, it sounds corny, but it's an honor and a privilege to make it to people. Right. You know, I mean, I've done a lot of flags for Drew that he sent out to people, you know, and they have no idea it's coming. Right. I've gotten, I've got, I've gotten thank you letters from people, and they're like, "Hey, thank you, man." And I'm like, "Well, it's not really me. Like, I, I just made it. Right. Drew, Drew's the one that wanted to send it to you. Man. Like, I'm the one who just, I, I'm just the guy who makes the flag. You know, right. he, he's been a huge supporter, and like you said, he is an awesome, awesome human being. I mean, and he even told me with with your flag, he was like, "Dude, he's like, it's going to be a huge surprise for him. He's like, he's going to love it." And I was like, "All right, cool, man, let's do it." You know? Yeah. Well. And he, it was all those things. <laughs> I could say yeah. that. You know, uh, and again, I wasn't expecting it. He, he knows my reverence for the military. Like I've said this on other shows, you guys are my heroes, right? Like, you know, I, I love superheroes on, on movies and stuff. I'm a big geek myself, but when it comes to really being heroes, you guys are my heroes. So for, for this man, a hero sent this to me in my mind. And I really mean that, Jeremy. I'm not just saying that because we're on the air. Like, that is how yeah. I've always looked at these things. And I'm not kidding because my, my, my teammates, my, my coworkers always tease me. I'm looking in the corner of my room. My diploma and a bunch of awards are literally packed in the corner where I can't see them. That's not the stuff I want to see. This is what I want to see. I, I'm constantly reminded of the things that are important to me. But let's get into the story a little bit because I, I just had to tell the story of how that arrived because – yeah. Um, you know, it, it's got to be one of the top three greatest things I've ever received in my life. And the other two are both military as well. But tell me about USA Flagworks. Tell me how it got started. Um, you know, dive into like, again, you know, woodworking with your father. I, I, the story behind this is really amazing. I don't want to tell it. I want you to. So yeah, how you yeah. got into so, where I got to where you are today. So I actually started doing woodwork when uh, when I was five. My grandpa got me started. I was the I was the gopher, you know, and we would be on job sites and stuff and the guys on the job sites would be like, he's just getting, he's just going to get in the way. He's a five-year-old kid. And he'd look at me and be like, Hey, go grab this, go grab that. And I, my little five-year-old self, I'd go running off into the, into the, you know, into the trailer or wherever we were. And I'd come back with tools in my hands and they're like, this kid's actually bringing the tools that we're asking for. And they're like, all right, cool. You know, as I got older, I started, I started doing more stuff. I started building with them. I started, you know, learning how to do everything. Uh, I mean, I, we, I've done everything from building houses to building boat docks to, you know, redoing kitchen cabinets to, I mean, anything and everything. I mean, you name it, I've probably done it. I've done electrical work. I've done drywall work. I mean, he's taught me everything I've known. And then, so I joined the Army, uh, did my eight and a half years and stuff, and got out. And I didn't know what I wanted to do. You know, I didn't know, because I didn't have any college I didn't have any kind of education or anything. So I was like, all right, well, now what do I do? I was like, I've got no experience other than being a medic in the army. And I was like, I don't, I mean, I don't really want to be an EMT, you know, I mean, cause I looked, I looked at where we lived and it was like, nah, I don't know. You know, I was kind of tossing it up and I was like, all right, well, I want to get back into woodworking. So my wife was like, Hey, go for it. And actually while I was doing well, I, when I started getting back into woodworking out of, after I got out of the Army, I was also going through voc rehab with the VA and getting my degree in marketing. Um, so I started doing small projects and stuff as just a side thing, just to get back into it, get back into the groove, because I was like, it's been eight and a half years. I probably don't remember how to do half the stuff I remember. I used to know how to do. You know, and I did that for about three years just as a side gig just to give me something to do you know i started building stuff for friends and family and stuff that were around the area you know if somebody 
bench for their front porch. I built them a bench for their front porch. You know, and then somebody reached out to me one time. It was a friend of ours. They're like, hey, we got a guy who's PCS and going to whatever, wherever he was going to. He was like, can you make this flag for us? And I was like, oh, you know, I've actually never made a flag out of wood. Let's let's give it a shot and see how it turns out. And it was the first waving, the, the first flag I ever made wasn't the flat flag like you've got. It wasn't the drape flag like I've got behind me. It was actually a waving flag. So I'm sitting there trying to figure out everything. And I'm, it took me way longer than what it did now. I mean, it took me probably a month and a half to make this flag to make it look nice and stuff. And now I can get it done in a day. And I'm like, wow, I look back at it and I'm like, wow, come a long way. You know, and so back in June of last year, uh, Drew, he he hit me up and he, was, uh, he started an entrepreneur, entrepreneur's page on Facebook. And I joined it. I did an intro on there. So I told him what I did. I said, yeah, I do custom woodwork and stuff. He sends me a message. He tells me a story about how he got messed over by a guy. They paid like 800 bucks, never got anything from the dude. And so he's like, hey, man, if I, he's like, can you make me a flag and a sign with his company on there? And I was like, yeah, absolutely, man. He goes, if I pay you, I'm going to get what I'm paying for, right? And I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, I'm not in the business of like taking money and running from people. And he was like, well, how much is it going to be? And I was, man, at the time it was the cost of lumber and the cost of shipping. I wasn't trying to make money off of it. It just gave me something to do, you know? And I sent it to him and then we started off making the small flag, the smaller personal size flag, like you've got Lee. And we started sending out the people. And then I don't know if you guys ever have seen the show shark tank. But, oh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. In December of 2020, I got shark tank by Drew. I tell everybody that I I, I tell everybody that that's that's pretty much what happened. He sends me a message out of nowhere and it was like, Hey man, I want to talk about 2021. And I was like, all right, cool. What about it? It's coming up. He's like, so I want to help. He's like, I want to, you know, kind of help you turn this thing into like a business and we get this thing growing. And he's like, he had all these plans and stuff. And I'm like, all right. He was like, the goal, he's like, the goal is 500 flags for next year. And I was like, you want me to do how many flags in a year? I was like, he's like 500. And I was like, you realize I do all of these by hand. Like every star is cut out by hand. Every stripe is burned out, is burned by hand. Every logo is burned by hand. I was like, there's no CNC machine or anything. Like I don't, I mean, eventually if we get to the point where I need it, then yeah, I'll start using it. But I enjoy doing everything by hand. I think it's a little, you know, more meaningful then somebody just putting it into a machine and hit and play and it cuts everything out for them. And then they ship it off, you know, nothing against the guys that do it. I mean, Hey, that's what you do. That's what you do. You know, but me personally, I enjoy doing everything by hand. Yeah. It takes a little bit longer, but I've gotten it down now to where I can get 20 personal size flags out in a week. Wow. You know, I mean, it's just, I've done it so often now. I mean, and my wife, she stepped in, she helped because initially I was doing like five flags, seven flags a week. And she stepped in and she's got a degree in uh, management and I forget what else it is, but she can basically go into a company and help them become more effective. You know, she can sit there and look at their processes and go, okay, well, if you change this, then it'll help here. If you change this, it'll help here. So she came into the shop with me and she was like, Hey, we need to do this, this, and this. And I'm like, but I like my way. Like I've, I've done my way for so long. I was, I fought her on it for like three days. She's like, we need to do it this way. She's like, if this is going to be a legit business, she's like, we need to do it this way. And I was like, okay. 
And I did. And we'd get 20 flags out a week, minimum 20 flags wow, out a week. Awesome. You know, and it, it's, it, it was like, all right, fine. I guess I can't fight you on it because it actually works. You know, and we, and Drew helped us, and, you know, he helped us get the website up. He helped us, he, you know, we got the Facebook page up. You know, he's, he's put us into contact with people. You know, he's gotten, he's ordered flags from me personally to get out to people. So we have, you know, the marketing side of everything of, you know, flags on the wall that you've got or some of the other people, you know, he knows we would, they sent us pictures of their flags and everything saying, Hey, look, you know, this is this. And they gave us reviews and all that to help us build everything and get it going. You know, I mean, in, in April we hit the ground running and, been going ever since man it's been great well i i i gotta say this jeremy you brought up a good point that i didn't say too that that no no two of these things are the same because they're handcrafted um it, it, again it really is prized possession of mine i don't want to gush too much but i'll tell you this too as someone who's also in business you know we always joke in my house i have my 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 actual wife and then my work wife who's my business partner and we have the same arguments all the time it's pretty amazing to me uh and, and your wife is right there with you but you guys get along your team um, I think that's oh, yeah. so special. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no, we, we do have arguments. Yeah, no, I believe it. If I try to fight her on a process of doing things to make things more efficient and I'm still right. stuck in my ways, I'm like, no. And she's like, well, we're doing it. Well, what's that, what's that phrase? The, the, the tension <laughs> makes diamonds, right? You know, the, the hardest thing <laughs> yep. But uh, I, I, listen, I, I, I want to say this too. I appreciate you talking about your wife. I, I'm a military spouse to my wife. My wife was in the U.S. Air Force. We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but um like i said like you can see the support that she gives you that you guys are a team that you work together and how important that is and i don't ever want to underplay that not not because i was a military spouse just because i love that you're speaking about it uh, i think there's a lot of people that um might be not willing to make themselves vulnerable with that that they took help it's huge you're saying it she was there she was there that's exactly in my opinion what a strong military marriage, oh, yeah. marriage should be um but again yeah i mean she's been there every step of the way through the military and through the just me doing woodwork on the side and now the usa flag work stuff i mean she runs the admin side of it and she helps me build these flags i mean it's awesome yeah you, you know I'll, I'll say this too by the way your impression of drew lane just for everybody listening that's exactly what it would sound like hey man want to talk yeah we're doing this yeah go it is like it is like you being on an episode of Shark Tank without really trying to be on Shark Tank. Right. Like he's right. already thought out everything, and he comes to you and he's like, "Here's what I got. Here's what I got thought of." Yeah. I was like, "Yeah, it's more what like." What did you think of this? It's like Pit Viper Cage. That should be the name of his. Like, yeah. I'm coming for you. You know. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but- I mean. And he- <laughs> He's amazing with that stuff. You, you know, one of the things I guess yeah. I know how he has a question about this too. Obviously, with any veteran-owned business, uh, you keep it with the veterans. And, and what I love about this um, is that you know because your service was kind of cut short, your need, your want to help people in the military, veterans, to keep that part of your life stayed. And you do something very mm-hmm. special that Howie's going to talk about here right now that uh, we definitely want to highlight. Yeah, and, and 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 actually, before I get into that, it, it a couple of things you said earlier, Jeremy, really resonated with me. And 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 Lee, I can't help but go back to the Skate to the Twenty Two Foundation sure. uh, yeah. podcast that that we did. Um, one of the things that really was so meaningful that came out of that uh, effort with our with our friends up in up in Boston. Um, and, and I don't know if you're familiar with these guys or not, Jeremy. Oh yeah. 
uh, we have two wonderful, uh, you know, Bobby Colton and, uh, and Jonathan Demers, just two absolutely tremendous young men like yourself, um, very caring, very giving, very, uh, very committed to, to, to helping others through their struggles. You know, they, one of the things they found out was if you, if, you know, a, a veteran, um, one of the things that I think the challenge that a veteran has is they lose that sense of, of camaraderie when they exit out of the military because you're, you've, 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 you've gone through so many challenges, mental, physical, emotional challenges together as a small team. And you, you bond in a way that is, it's, it's, I don't know that that bond exists in anything else, even high level sports. Um, and then all of a sudden you're out and you lose that bond. You lose that connectedness to, to, to your colleagues, to your buddies, to your teammates. Um, and you have to find something that, that kind of replaces that and get you, get you through. And for you, it, you know, just making the flags was doing something you were passionate about. It helped you focus on things and it helped you kind of, you know, make that transition from, from the ch very challenging situation you had in the military. And I, and I, so I, I think what I, I, I want to echo um, is, is that opportunity for, for the folks who are transitioning and, and again, to challenge them, find the things, whether it's something you do for a living that supports you and your family, or it's something you're doing on the side that just helps you with your you know, mental, emotional fitness, um, find something that you are absolutely passionate about, that you really believe in, that could help you manage some of the challenges that you're going through in your life. And uh, I, 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 again, I, I applaud you um, for, you know, you went back to your roots, right? Here's something you did as a, as a, as a young, a young child at five years old, it was something you, you were passionate about. It tied you back to your grandfather and think of how proud you're making him right now. You know, oh, yeah, I, no, I, I hear it all the time from him. I mean, he's, he's yeah. what we've done. And he's like, he's like, I can't be more proud, man. He's ah, some awesome to see everything you're doing. I'm like, thank you. I mean, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing without himself here. And, and, yeah. and then and thankfully you had someone and I can't wait because I have the Drew, a, 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 a Lee at some point I've got to meet Drew Lane, right? So it's, uh, uh, yes, you will. Oh yeah. yeah, no, you absolutely do. Just I mean, be careful yeah. how he might make a new business for you in 20 minutes. Well, and, hey, listen, man. He, I, I wouldn't doubt it if he does. I, know. <laughs> I mean, I honestly wouldn't put it past him. He'd look at you and be like, you know what? You need to do this. <laughs> and you're going to be like, Oh, you know what? That actually sounds like a really good idea. You've already got it planned out. Like, I don't know how you did that, but you planned it out in 20 minutes. Well, and listen, I think, I, and, 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 and my personal feeling is this could not have happened to a finer young man than you and, and your wife and your son and your family. And so, um, again, I applaud you. Another opportunity for you to face an, a tremendous obstacle and overcome it and and make make it work and what a tremendous message to send out to all the folks in in our audience that um you have the ability to overcome any obstacle you face uh it just may take a little bit of time it may take a, a support system but there are people out there that um if, if you need to the help they're they're out there and, and thank god for, for for men like drew lane and so what I'd like to transition now to, Jeremy, is, um, 
is uh, I would love for you to describe, I know this is something that you recently just started up, the Spotlight Veteran of the Month program. So I'd like you to talk about that and, 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 and promote that because I think it's just another phenomenal thing that you're doing. So, well, so love, love to hear about it. Yeah, so Spotlight Veteran of the Month, um, and again, I know I keep talking about my wife, but she came, she came to me and she was like, hey, I got an idea real quick. And I was like, what's up? And she goes, she goes, you know, the, the goal of this, the goal of the USA flag work stuff is, is A, to make the flags for everybody, but B, is to also, when we get to a point, we want to be able to bring veteran-owned businesses onto the website, promote their stuff, you know, especially if they're a small veteran-owned business, you know, promote their business, get them to grow, get them to where they want to be, you know, and she came up to me one day and she's like, hey, I got an idea, and I said, okay, what you got, and she goes, why not, you know, she's like, we're not to the point to where, you know, because we're so new, we're not to the point to where we can help smaller businesses yet. She goes, but what if we start bringing to light, you know, different veteran-owned businesses? You know, it's not getting them on the website or anything, or not even just veteran-owned businesses, but veterans in general, get their story out. You know, because she's like, there's a lot of them that don't want to get their story out, or they just don't have the means to do it. You know, and she was like, what do you think about that? And I was like, I absolutely love it. You know, we talked to Drew about it and he was like, Hey, let's do it. So every month now we try to get a, we try to get a veteran, you know, somebody to nominate a veteran, give us their story. Give us, you know, why do you think this person should be the spotlight veteran of the month? You know, we put it on, put it on the Facebook page, put it on Instagram stuff. We get, we send that veteran a flag. It'll say spotlight veteran of the month and it'll have, you know, it'll say, say, say it's for December. It'll say December on one dog tag and 2020 on the other dog tag. You know, and so every month somebody's getting a a free flag just to say, hey, thank you. You know, I mean, guys tell me thank you all. You know, people tell me thank you all the time for my service. Well, I can I can do the same thing for you. Hey, thank you. Here here's a way for us as a company and us as individuals just to say thank you. You know, we heard your story. We think your story is awesome. You know, we put your story out there. Tell talk about all the great things you did in the military, all the great stuff you're doing after the military. You know, and we send you a, a flag and we say, hey, thank you, man. Like. We could not thank you enough. You know, it's, it's just, it's an opportunity to not only, not only get their story out, but also to recognize the things that they did, you know, give them recognition because I mean, we've, we've seen some stories. It's like, wow. Okay. Like, Hey, you know, we'll get him in line, you know, we'll get him or her in line for this, you know? And so whenever those, whenever it's their turn, it's okay. Here's their story. You know, here's, here's why, you know, they were picked, you know, and it's not, I mean, it's not really an order to picking It's everybody, you know, people submit stuff and we go, okay, let's it'll be this person, this month, this person, this month, you know, and we just go down the line, you know, and it, it, it's an awesome way to do it, you know, do exactly what it is, spotlight the veterans. So Jeremy, how long have you been doing this now? Uh, we started doing spotlight veteran of the month in July. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry, June. Okay. June 2021. Um, right. This, right. I mean, this, yeah, is, this is yeah, very yeah. recent. Yeah, this is yeah. brand, brand new. Yeah. I mean, we've done, we've done one so far and we've got two lined up because it was so brand new. We were trying, we were still trying to get everything out. So July and August, we didn't really get anything. So it was like, okay. And then now we're, we're starting to get people to nominate people. So it's like, okay, now we can start lining this up and get it out even more. You know, I mean, we have people, we've, like our personal friends 
that are veterans that we've, you know, that we've spotlighted, but they're like, well, it's, this is not for us though. And I'm like, no, I understand that, but you guys are veterans. I mean, we're trying to grow this, you know what I mean? Like we've got to start somewhere, you know, show people, yes, this is a thing. This is what we're trying to do, you know, and it, it, it's a process and we're finally starting to get nominations in and stuff. And it's like, wow, there's some stories. It's like, oh, okay. So how, so, and maybe you can help explain the process, right? So how, if someone who's listening knows of someone they think is worthy of being a spotlight veteran of the, of the month for, for USA Flagworks, how do they, how do they submit a nomination for, for your consideration? Yeah, no. So uh, they can, there's actually a couple different ways. So they can go on to the Facebook page. They can just search at USA Flagworks. Uh, and then they can send us a message that way, or they can go on to the website, which is www.usaflagworks.com. And at the bottom of the page, there's a uh, contact thing on there, and, or contact, bu- uh, contact us button, sorry. Uh, they can click on that, or they can send us an email at support at usaflagworks.com and say, hey, you know, this is, I wanna nominate, you know, so-and-so, give us their story, you know, um, they can go ahead and send us all that. Or if they just say, Hey, I want to nominate, you know, John Smith, who was a sergeant major in the army or, you know, whatever it is, they can send us an email. We'll reply back to them. We'll say, okay, Hey, look, this is what we need. We need pictures of them. We need, you know, their story, why you're nominating them. Um, and then we just kind of go from there and build everything up. We then, you know, once they're selected, we get their address, we get the contact info, you know, so we can reach out to them and say, hey, you know, you've been selected. This is this. We're going to share the story. You know, are you okay with this? And then we get their address and stuff and send them the flag. We're like, hey, we're going to send you a spotlight veteran of the month flag, you know, and go from there. So. Well, and listen, uh, our promise to you is all the information you just highlighted in terms of of uh, of, of web web addresses and, and links this will all be included when we post uh, your podcast. Um, that'll all be uh, accessible in the show notes, and and, uh, and so we'll do our best to help help folks, uh, you know, point them to you as well. And there are actually several ideas that are floating around in my head that I actually like to talk to you about after after we finish finish this interview because I I just think this is absolutely phenomenal what you're doing. I I love it to death. Uh, everything about this is goodness. And, uh, and I, and I, I want, uh, pivotal moments and Charlie, Mike, um, we, we've got to figure out how we can be a part of this and, and help, help promote this. Uh, I think this is absolutely stellar what you're, what you're doing, Jeremy. Well, thank you. I mean, that'd be absolutely awesome. You know, and people that are listening, I mean, Hey, if you guys know somebody that is a veteran that you want to spotlight and share their story. You know, I mean, Lee, if you want to share your wife's story, Howie, if you, I mean, you said, you know, guys, I mean, you did 26 or 20 plus years in the army. I mean, I know, you know, plenty of guys, you know, I mean, feel free to reach out to us. You know, we'll, we'll send these people flags. We'll get their story out, share everything, the, all the great stuff they did in the military. And well, we'll, we'll, we'll tell, we'll tell their stories, Jeremy, but the people I know, they, they can pay for their own, man. I want, I want folks I, 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 in the spirit of this program uh, that you right. started this uh, and you and your wife have started. And by, by the way, um, I, I really wish we invited you. We had invited uh, Madeline to, to be on this podcast <laughs> with you. Uh, and maybe that's something we consider doing no, down the road here. We should, 
do that. You know, we should have a story yeah, have I, her I, on. Well, listen, yeah. I mean, she, I think she has, uh, look, look, the, the, the support that she's provided you, the way she's helped you, uh, and the way you work together as a team to, to, to not only your service in the military, but going through the challenges after you had to, to leave the military and then to start planning and preparing and executing for the rest of your life. I mean, I, I would, I would love an opportunity to, to meet Madeline and, and have her as a guest uh, with you uh, sometime in the future. But yeah, uh, that'd be, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, I, she can, I actually she can think tell you way more stuff, you know, <laughs> I mean, going back to what you were talking about earlier, the skate for the 22 stuff. I mean, I had to I had to look it up real quick because I couldn't remember if we shipped it out or not. But we actually we actually made a flag for those guys. I actually yeah. so listen, man. I uh, you know, it, I mean, and he had it, it in the episode. Awesome organization. Yeah, okay. he had it he, in the episode where you did with him. He had his behind him. Oh, okay. I'll have to, I'll have yeah. to go back and look at it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it was it, it's it's awesome. I mean, it's an awesome organization. You know, I mean, with you know, you, you were talking about the the mental health aspect of things. You know, and the people helping them out, uh, helping them out and all that stuff. I mean, if, if that's the least we can do, it's just right. being here for somebody or sharing their story. Right. Helps it. You right. know, I mean, I know, I know with my mental stuff, like I've got horrible memory and all that stuff. And I, I just, I make fun of it. You know, I, I don't get down on it because if I did get down on it, I'd, I'd probably be one of those statistics. Right. You know, I'd, I'd probably be one of those 22 a day, you know, I mean, but I, I couldn't get down on it myself. You know, I mean, yeah, stuff happened. Okay, I've got horrible memory now. Like, I get lost going to the grocery store. You know, and if I miss a turn, I look at my wife and I'm like, oh, yep. No, we're taking the scenic route. And she goes, no, you completely forgot we were going, didn't you? I'm like, oh, yeah, no, absolutely. But it turns into the scenic route or stuff. You know, and people ask me all the time, hey, how do you how do you deal with it? I'm like, I make fun of myself. Like, that's all I do. I make fun of myself. If I forget stuff, I'm like, oh, yep, oh, look, here we go again. Like there's there's no need for me to get down on myself. I mean, yeah, there's there are guys that have been in really bad situations and they end up taking their life and it's absolutely terrible. Right. You know, and Skate for the Twenty Two and all the other all the other veteran suicide organizations. I mean, they're I, I applaud those guys. I mean, those guys are doing amazing things. You know, I mean, I enjoy what I do, but I I really look up to those dudes for trying to look out for other veterans and try to prevent them from becoming part of the 22. Well, and that's, you know. that's part of your support network. If you really think about it, you know, you're finding other like-minded people, you know, yeah, I'm going to jump into a question in a minute, Jeremy, about uh, mental fitness, mental strength and <clears throat> everything you do with that. But uh, this comes to a point on the show. Now we do this every show um, where I give our guests uh, a title of a book that if you were to write a book, a memoir or whatever, I have, I am looking at the title of the book for you. Okay. And everybody gets one. It's funny because, you know, the way this show started, I was like, I might not get a book title today. This is, we're having some serious conversations here, but you handed yeah. it to me halfway through the episode, your book. Are you ready for the name of your book, Jerry? Let's see. Let's see. What do we got? The title of your book is the Woodchuck warrior by Jeremy Mulder. You handed that I to like me. It. I think, yeah, your grandfather. Would I, would, call I, would, that. I would read that. Yeah, I would too. <laughs> it's, it's a memoir, right? Um, listen, I'm well, going to turn. Kind of funny. My grandpa's, my grandpa's name is Chuck. <laughs> You see, these, they just come, they come to me. That's how this works. I, I kid you not. His name is Charles Boyd, but he goes by Chuck. The, the, the Woodchuck Warrior. Uh, he can write the forward to the book. I'll put it, there you go. Exactly. There we go. Um, listen, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn things a little serious real quick. I, I want to give you a heads up on that. 
um, yeah, that, for right. you, for Howie, for the audience. And then we're going to get into this mental fitness question. Um, I was listening to your story pretty intently earlier and it really uh, hit me. You know, I wrote some numbers down here. Okay. So again, you had, if I'm not mistaken, you had 90 days from the date they told you were out to you were out. Right. Yep. All right. We've been doing a lot of these shows. Uh, you know, we've come to the consensus that to actually prepare for this, which you're never really prepared, it would take someone two years to accurately or actively prepare for this in a way that would be clean. That's not always the case. We understand that. They gave you 90 days. When my wife got pregnant with our first son, they gave her six weeks maternity leave. It wasn't enough time. With our second kid, they gave her 12 weeks. It wasn't enough time mentally. Okay. Um, 90 days is not enough time. We talk about this. It takes six months to get used to having a job, a new job. 90 days is not enough time, whatever the reason. Uh, I'm glad that they supported you financially. Uh, it sounded like that worked out. Uh, but this is the staggering stat. All right. And there's two of them. I got to keep us kind of it together when I read this. Uh, Howie and I are really committed to this 22 a day stat and lowering that. And unfortunately, right now, especially with what's going on in the world, and it's uh, September 1st, 2021 today, that number is going the wrong direction. Um, and this stat is staggering to me that I'm about to read. All right. Um, since the global war on terror started, uh, 7,000 U.S. troops have been killed in combat. 30,000 have died from suicide. And we do not talk about that number. And I got that from military times. I didn't just make that up. I always know there's a lot of people that are always concerned about where you're getting the information. 30,000 by suicide, U.S. military, 7,000 in combat. And I am devastated by that. Uh, and it's people like you, Howie and Escape for the 22, that take action to make someone's life better that has served that are helping to curtail that. And I wanted to say this because we know there's a stigma around mental health. You know, we know that this is not a topic people like to talk about. We also know that people say they want to do something and the time to do something is now, right? When Howie asked me to co-host this with him, I, I, I he thanked me and I said, stop, th this is my honor to be able to interview veterans. This is absolutely an honor to me. It is worth every second I do it. I said it to you before, you guys are my heroes. We need to take more action. You guys are taking action as a society to serve the people that have served us. All right, it has to happen. It, this, this, is, this is the thing that we don't talk about. You know, everybody says they wanna help uh, and, and I believe that they do, but we have to start taking more action. You are taking action with what you are doing and you have already saved so many lives. And this last thing I want to say before I ask the question is that when I look at what you did or any military person, especially if you served in Afghanistan, the lives you help help other lives and those lives help other lives. So you gave us that stat. I'm going to read it again from the beginning that 150 wounded in action with only one loss of life. You know, those 150 people have families. They have people that care about them. This spreads. It's probably in the millions, Jeremy, with the amount of people that you've impacted by helping those people. And then you bring in USA Flagworks. There, these, these echoes, they move, they reverberate, they're waves in the ocean. If we all do something about it, it's going to change. The problem is, is we're, we're by and large as a society ignoring it. I know there's a lot going on in the world. I know there's I, COVID, obviously, all right? But it just doesn't take much to reach out to someone and say, how you doing? Send them a gift. Let them know you're thinking about it. Let them know you appreciate their service. With that said, yeah. every service member I've ever met 
in my life uh, has, has been humble about it. So you don't need to thank me. And I appreciate that too. You're not doing it for that, but I'm doing it for that. I'm telling you that. So I just had to say that number because you're making me think about it and we're not doing enough. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to stand on a soapbox here. I just, it, I mean, it upsets oh, me. You're, you're good, man. You're, you're absolutely correct. I mean, it, it's a staggering number, you know, and it is, it, there's, there are times it's as simple as just reaching out to somebody. Right. You know, I mean, I, I've seen friends of mine post on Facebook and stuff, just, Hey, reaching out, checking on my brothers, you know, right. or whatever, checking, check Hey, check in, make sure, just making sure everybody's okay. Right. It's just something that simple. Right. Or a phone, or a phone call, you know, right. I mean, I, I'm not good at picking up on it. And I, again, I keep talking about my wife, but my wife is good. On it. She can pick up when people are off. Right. Like when, if something, if something is wrong, she has this ability to know and she'll be like, I don't know. You know, she'll talk to him or, you know, if it's, if it's one of my friends and she's talking to him, she's you know been around him enough. She'll be like, Hey, something's up. Right. Like you might want to reach out to him and check on him. I'm like, okay. You know, and nine times out of 10, she's absolutely correct. You know, right. there's, there's times they just need to talk to somebody and you know, that's all it is. Just be, just yeah. be ears. That's it. Uh, it, it's surprising how far I can go. I always love this quote. I use it all the time that, you know, when you look at these issues in the world, it can be overwhelming. The, tr the truth is this, right? And you know this having been a medic, man. It's not about saving the world. It's about saving one person at a time, reaching yeah. out to one person at a time. And that in turn does a lot. Uh, you know, again, it, it just real quick, going back to Bobby Colleton, he told this great story. I'm just telling it to you, Jeremy, that, you know, uh, again, for those who don't know, Escape of the 22, they bring veterans in to, to play hockey, to be part of a team. And he told us the story of a guy that he texted, just, hey, you coming to the game tonight. That simple. Guy was on his way to end it, on his way to end his life. And he said that text is what saved his life that day. Bobby does say it like that. Right. Yep. But he, he, he did. He just needed that. So, again, for those of you listening again, everybody listening here is probably most likely in the military. Um, thank you all for your service. And I, I know that you, you do do this. Uh, it, it's also the civilians job. We have to do more to serve you guys the, and, and the men and women that have served in the, the U.S. military because you've served us. So let me let me do transition in the, the, the final question. Again, I'm sorry to go serious, man, but I, I just no, no, you're like good. I said, it has to happen. These, these are the conversations need to happen. So. Uh, Jeremy, look, Pivotal Moments, which is our parent company, seeks to strengthen mental fitness worldwide. Um, we all struggle with it from times to times to varying degrees. Um, and if you're willing to share, you know, we, we know you've obviously had struggles with it uh, the way you got uh, uh, retired from the military. Um, could you share what you've experienced, how you struggled, but most importantly, what you did to strengthen your own mental fitness, what you did to get through it? You talked about a lot of it today with your support group, your wife, um, and any advice you have to anyone listening just um, to break that stigma behind mental health and to move forward? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I mean, I, I have, I've had my struggles, you know, I've got a, uh, a psychiatrist or psychologist, oh, psychologist. That's one of them, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's, I think he's been both. I, I have no idea what he's currently is, but I mean, I, I talk to him, you know, regularly. Um, I've had, actually I've had multiple throughout the years that I've talked to, you know, that, that they've either moved or I just had to switch because of X, Y, Z, you know, I mean, that, that's been a huge help. Um, my family, my friends, you know, uh, Take your time, Jeremy, man. We got we got all the time you need, man. I mean, I keep saying it, but oh man, 
my my wife and son are the biggest things for me. I mean, if I didn't have them, I'd be a statistic. You know, I mean. Hey, look, we uh, I, 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 let me help you here a little bit. Um, that's exactly what I was just thinking right now is uh, and that's why I, I wish that we had had the forethought to, to invite uh, Madeline to, to be on this. Um, what an incredible woman she is. And uh, and I know your son, Jacob, uh, uh, I, I've actually listen, I spent some time on your uh, Facebook page. Uh, I saw <laughs> I, I, I know he's a he's a hockey goalie, right? He is. Yeah. We actually were just in New Jersey. I um, mean, those those two, I, I do everything I possibly can for. Yeah, I yeah, know. I mean, those, are the, those are the main reasons why I wake up in the morning. I well, mean, it is so apparent um, if anybody knows you, and and I'm so thankful to get the opportunity to get to know you now, and 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 I hope that we'll continue to build our personal and professional relationship. But it is so clear to me when when you look at your website, when you look at your the, the YouTube videos you have posted, when you look at uh, your Facebook page, just how much uh, your family uh, means to you. When you listen to your story, you know going back to your grandfather. Uh, and 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 sounds like he and Madeline's uh, dad who who live with you, you know, um, it is so clear to, that uh, that you know you, this is a very very close knit supportive loving caring family, and uh, and thankfully you have the personal strength um, to not succumb to any challenges or thoughts that you have and and continue to put them out front and stay as strong as you do for them as they do for you. And, uh, and, and, and look, what, what is all, and, and what, what else has come out of this, this absolutely incredible USA Flagworks business, um, which I think does such incredibly meaningful work. Um, so so I, I know that you are, are very reliant on, uh, on your family. You love them, you care about them. They love and care about you. And, uh, and listen, just thank you for what you're doing, man. Your whole life, if, if you look at everything you've done since you were, since you were a, a kid has been about helping and taking care of others. I mean, your whole life has been dedicated to helping and taking care of others. Even after the struggles you personally and professionally have gone through in the military, you still found the strength to reach out and figure out how you can help and take care of others, which I just find it absolutely amazing. You are an amazing man. You have an amazing family. And I just want to thank you for letting us spend some time with you today, man. Uh, it is, it is in, in Lee's words, uh, it is an absolute honor to know you and, and to, to have the privilege to talk with you and to, to have the opportunity to share your story. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. It means a lot. I mean, and you're absolutely correct. My family is is everything. You know, I mean, I know I've said it numerous times through here the, about support systems, and I mean, without them, I wouldn't wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah, I mean, right. they've helped me through everything. I mean, I it, funny story. I mean, kind of make it lighter. I mean, my my son, he he's helped me a lot with the mental side of things. You know, when he was younger, he'd be like, well, you can't remember things. I'm like, well, yep, I know, you know, and 
we found out we found out after I joined the army, I, I guess I had optical nerves or something that got dislodged from my eye. I can't see the color green anymore. Uh, so when he when he would get mad at me, he'd be like, "Well, yeah, Dad. Well, you can't see the color green." And I'm like, <laughs> "You're absolutely correct, sir. I'm like I cannot, yeah. you know." And he thinks he used to think it was the funniest thing in the world. You know, see, I mean, so anybody who listen who's listening, if you don't have a support group, get you a support group. Find you a group of friends to reach out to some old battle buddies or something. I mean, there, there's, you know, like, like you were saying, Lee, with the, with the statistics, I mean, it's as simple as a phone call. Right. You know, it's as simple as just somebody listening, you know, I mean, it, to prevent it. Right. It is that simple. You know? and, and it's, and I'm going to be honest with you, man, it's a shame that the powers that be uh, have not figured that out yet. And, and we are on a mission to make sure that that changes, you know, the other thing I'll tell you is with your son. Uh, if he if he brings up the green stuff, you just say, "Look, I've got memory loss. I'd be a great goalie. Maybe you could learn from that." <laughs> exactly. All right. That's yeah, where right. You, have to exactly. you know what? I'm gonna do that. Yeah, yeah. you do gotta that do that. <laughs> like, I don't I don't remember. I don't remember the last goal. You're talking. These yeah. are, we're all we're all hockey guys here, by the way. I was, I was from New Jersey. You were just in New Jersey. Um, uh, now, I don't like this. your state, Howie. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, hey, I don't, listen, like, I don't what, like your state. And that's, and that's why I don't live oh. anymore. He doesn't live there. I, I, I'm yeah. not, I don't blame you. <laughs> we were there. It's a good We place. were there with a Chevy Silverado as a rental truck, yeah. and it was terrible driving through New Jersey. <laughs> and we ended up driving through downtown New York in a Chevy Silverado. Never again will yeah, I do that. Where, where in Jersey were you, Jeremy? Uh, we were in Morristown. Oh, oh my God. That, that, so that's. From. That that's real. Yeah, close. yeah. You yeah. and I were just talking about that, Lee. Yeah, right. yeah. That that's real yep. close to where I'm from, actually. I, I, yeah, no. South of Yeah. Hockey's like, big yeah, up there, now, though. I always say, there. listen. Oh, it is. I'm from Philadelphia. I went to school in Northern New Jersey, and I always say I stole the best two things in my life: my education and my wife out of that state. That's what I always say. Bam. There you go. How how he's from there, but he left as well. But uh, look, Jeremy, it's been an absolutely wonderful episode. I'll I'll tell you a few things. One is that, um, uh, I mean, it's without speaking, you defined mental fitness. You defined mental strength there in your answer. I want you to know that. All right. Um, and I'll let Howie again have the last word here, but but uh, in terms of, of, of speaking to you, but you, you've been a phenomenal guest. I love what you do. For those of you listening, USAFlagworks.com, USAFlagworks.com, USAFlagworks.com. Check it out. Okay, it is it is an incredible gift. It's an incredible memento. It's an incredible way to tell somebody you care about them. Again, if you're looking to spotlight a veteran that you know in your life, we all know someone. Uh, go there. Let's let's get Jeremy to a point where he has a six year waiting list on the on the veteran spotlight all right i think you'd love that i think we can actually make that I, if happen. we get to that point that would be awesome right i i, I we're gonna make that happen for you buddy and then uh how yeah any five awesome. before I close it? no no they, i just i echo everything lee just said and, I, and that's that's it i just add that to one of my personal missions man is to help you grow this company and 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 help help you take care of more people so again Thank and you. we'll we'll talk more after we after we right. uh after we turn the 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 the, uh, the recorders off, but again, thank you. So you are an incredible man, and you have an incredible family. and And thank you for being a part of our show. Thank you, guys. You guys are absolutely incredible doing this too, getting people's stories out and everything. I love it. Thanks, Jeremy. Cool. Okay, again, the only thing we can't help with you is getting lumber costs down, but that'll happen eventually. <laughs> 
Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's uh, going to do it for the Woodchuck Warrior and myself. But uh, you've been listening to Life After the Military, which is powered by Pivotal Moments. And you can learn more about the organization at pivotalmoments.org. We've got a ton of inspirational, entertaining, and most importantly, educational content. If you're looking to go through some great modules on there, check it out. For Howie Cohen and Jeremy Mulder, I'm Lee Elias. Thank you so much for joining us. And make sure to keep an eye out for more episodes soon, wherever podcasts can be heard. Thanks so much for listening to Life After the Military. We'll see you next time. Thank you.